Hi, welcome to Lives on Paper, a character creation podcast. My name's Jordan. Oh, we're throwing that in there. My name's Megan. <laughs> yeah, I figured like gotta keep it on brand. Oh, so, like, like, gotta throw the tagline in there just in case anyone forgot. Yeah, a lot of the things that I listen to open up with this is da 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 a da 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 podcast or I mean, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. The whole, you know, here is the thing that you are signing up for. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are picking up, but there's um rambunctious dogs in the house today so <laughs> apologies if you hear any um barking and or what, yeah. do you call, what do you call that noise she makes not quite a growl it, it, it's some kind of dog talking yeah. but yeah if, <laughs> if there's any dog noises that get left in because we couldn't cut around them or quiet them out then uh, yes we have five dogs so well six if you count the little one sure <laughs> five and a half Okay, so dogs aside, this is party member two for the PR team. And I know <laughs> the unfortunate part is we have both been thinking on it in our own time and we both have been like refraining from telling each other anything. So it's just like, hey, mm-hmm. it's, it's very present in my mind. <laughs> Do you have any strong ones that you feel you want to bring up to bat or do we want to go into the aforementioned wizard man well so here's the thing i <laughs> i believe we mentioned a yeah wizard person wizard it, man, so i'm not the, thinking they're the, actually a wizard from what it, from the things that you've told me they don't sound like a wizard vibe to me no I, so <laughs> here's the did i explain this yet the context of Wizard Man, quote unquote, is that I went to Seattle for the first time, like ever. And I went, I stopped into like a CVS or something. And I didn't realize there were two story CVSs, but apparently in Seattle there are. So, <laughs> and while I was in there, I was at the top, I was on the, the second floor, and I looked down, and there was a man who must have been at least six foot ten who. On top of being just a beautiful human being, had the longest locks piled on top of his head to the point where it was like almost beehived to the point where it added like a good 10 inches. And this man was like sort of willowy, kind of thin, wearing a trench coat down to his... I don't know how he found a trench coat that long, long, but like trench coat down to his knees and wearing like soft billowy shirt and tight pants. And I'm like... He's going to go into an alley and, like, start wizard battling or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he looks so freaking cool. So that is the image in my brain where I'm like, modern fantasy. This dude. <laughs> Some kind the, of trench coat wearing like he tall just, guy. Yeah, he magic just, user. Like, you look at him and go, ah, magic man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so... The, the, like, that's do, purely do, on aesthetic. I, the on aesthetic, I got it. So hang on. Oop, so broke. in the spectrum of things that can be a magic user, are they, I suppose, a, it, you can try to wrap your brain around this, a wisdom-based, intelligence-based, or charisma-based spell user? Because mm. it sounds like you'd be uh, going for charisma- and not in the great performer way, but in the charming, charming kind of way. Sort of like 
take up a... I'm imagining this person as Thimble's right hand. Okay, I can see that. Someone well, who carries the same kind of presence, but maybe in a different way. Yeah. They take up a room. So it, the Christmas skill they would personify would probably be the intimidation that Thimble doesn't have. Kind of, yes. It, it, it's the intimidation of meeting someone who you know is better than you at everything. Is that... I thought they were going to wizard battle, not intimidate <laughs> you out of your pants. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I mean by that is, like, they... If we were keeping with the aesthetic of the person I saw, they are sort of long-limbed, classically beautiful, and almost kind of fair in nature regardless of gender. So they may not be intimidating in the way that like a bodybuilder is. Right. Well, you don't have to be big to be intimidating. Yeah. So they are, you know, they're they're tall, they're kind of lanky, but they do have that like both physical intimidation also. So is it intimidation through assuredness in that Yeah, in confidence. Yes, in that similar to how we uh, described Dimitri in that they don't need to enter a room and beat their chest. It's they stride into a room and carry the energy of someone who people would think I wouldn't want to fight him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. It, yes. It is both the physical presence they embody and also like the like palpable confidence that they exist with. This feels like they should be a warlock to me. I'm down for that. Because, like, they're charisma-based. They can, like, suddenly be more threatening and also subtly be more threatening. Mm-hmm. And, and not as in, like, being sneaky, but as in, like, you can make a big show out of materializing some kind of big weapon or you can just bamf it into your hand and <laughs> be like, what now? Yeah. Okay. Because that, that feels right to me as far as like that energy they carry. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going to keep on brand in that they got screwed over by some, by the big bad, I guess that's just going to be how we're going to refer to Yeah, them. just, I mean, I, whatever either person or organization that is the big bad. I feel like it needs to be a specific person mm-hmm. that is like targetable. Okay. Like they sign off on the things yeah, that yeah, yeah. cause these problems for the party. Yes. Maybe not just problems, but or caused these problems for the party is yes. a better way to put it. So let, let's, let's think of something there. It can be mild. It can be more extreme because some people just have an easier tipping point in others. And I don't know if that's this person where it's like, and they, caused my car accident because of some, because <laughs> they, they jacked d- my insurance prices <laughs> no no they caused my car accident because they tore through this light and that fucked up not my entire life but you know i'm out of a car i had to go well i had to remortgage my loan my home mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in order to you know buy Afford- a new car so i can continue to go to work so i can keep paying for this house i just had to remortgage yeah yeah it it can be more than that no, I, I, I don't know if it, that would be this person's motivation, but I really love the exactly. idea of, like, you T-boned me and didn't even give me your insurance information, and there were no traffic cams, you made sure, so now I have to pay for this out of fucking pocket, 
you're damn right I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, that can easily be somebody. Yeah. But as far as this person, I don't see them as extremely quick to anger. I mean, I see they are actionable. They take measures to, like, do what needs to be done. Yes. But they are not like, you know, you interrupted me, so now you're going to lose a finger. Right. It, it's more like, you know, Thimble says, we need to get this job done. And because I trust in Thimble and the mission that we are doing, He's, we're going to do it. Yeah, he does it. Yeah. And it, so, I think the motivation might be as simple as, I mean, someone they loved was hurt. And so something similar to Thimble's. Maybe not to the degree. Yeah. So is it in like... Something that would give somebody, them the drive. Somebody is... Somebody in their life... Their life has been irreversibly changed in some manner. Yes. Like, it can be as extreme as paralysis, or they don't have their dream job anymore because their company got bought out by... Big Bad. By Big Bad, and they got canned because they decided to pretty much reinvent that company. Yeah, the the idea of like a a facade company kind of thing. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think that would be it, if that they have a loved one who... Well, I I think we should decide if it's physical harm or not, Mm. because that can really be a more... Not not that one is worse than... One can be worse than the other. I shouldn't say that isn't, but what what I'm saying is it can also... That can change their... Not their drive, but their, I guess, their length of, like, they can still be thorough because this is what Thimble says we should do and we trust in Thimble. But it can also be, instead of, yeah, if they die, they die, it's a more concerted effort on their part to not just murk people as they walk in the room. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause, so because... Because I, I can tell you that if losing a dream job, yes, is devastating on emotional levels, but your sister or your father not being able to walk anymore mm-hmm. because they were the one that got T-boned and then fucked over... Yeah. ...is a totally different thing. I was going to say, because... So, for me, the... Because what I'm feeling is they have a they are Thimble's right hand because they bonded over this pain and because Thimble takes care of their loved one. So that sounds like it's physical Physical pain. Physical harm. Yes. That is what feels because as their right hand person as as Thimble's go to guy Mm. they are trusted with Almost everything that Thimble knows. And that is because, I mean, Thimble, it might have started as, not blackmail, but like incentive. You know, I'll keep paying for their medical bills if you help me. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, you know, you're paying for their medical bills and you're helping me get revenge. Yeah, of course I trust you. Like. Right. It, it the whole, you know, colleagues to friends kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Very easily not, done. Yeah. I like that idea of, like, for Thimble, this person is indispensable in a lot of ways. And subsequently, so is their loved one. 
Right. That sounds like a good drive to me. So I guess the next thing to nail down is if they are a warlock. Are we going for only warlock? I'm not... Because I don't see them as high a level as Thimble. No, I imagine they're like an 8, to be honest with you. Like just a flat 8 warlock. Mm-hmm. Which warlock, I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Like the I, I know I I mentioned like them appearing a weapon. Oh, as, and that as like re- a blades. Yeah, that requires a blade pack. But like we can do other things. We can we should look at the other packs. Uh, actually, no, you can. That's right. The blade pack is more like an archetype, where like who you make a pact with adjusts spells and whatnot. So like you can make a blade pact with an old one or a faith or a mm. arch fey. Mm-hmm. Or you can make a tome pack with like a uh, oh, what's the quote unquote heavenly one? I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's fine. It's like a celestial, celestial yeah, pact. Uh, not pact, but uh, celestial patron. being, yeah, patron. Patron. Oh. Uh, we can we can pin that down once we get to the um once we open the app, right? And we can get a better description, or we can just look it up now. But so for doing. Yeah, because I can see them as a higher level by virtue of being, you know, like right high in the organization and also like just flat out good at what they do. So level eight warlock. I I, I say level eight. It doesn't have to be level eight, but that's just like an easy stepping stone because yeah, yeah. that puts them at least as highest class level. That puts them on par with symbol in that. Their highest level is level eight rogue, mm. and they're a level eight warlock. But Thimble also has bard training, essentially. Yeah. So like his range is wider. Mm-hmm. Their range. I'm still screwing this up. I know. But we are fluctuating between wizard man and Thimble. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the other thing. Do we want to pin down a gender? I, I, I feel like they're. I I feel guy. I feel guy for this very strongly. Yeah. Not just because we've been saying wizard man, but like the the image you've been evoking yes has been male yeah and like i I feel like that's just what we we should keep rolling with for the sake of one not screwing ourselves up anymore for misgendering (laughs) them and two not straying too far away from your image fair enough yeah it's like yeah you could just do a a female version but like yeah you got this in your head already yeah i mean well it it will be it would be pretty much impossible to find a reference image that would be, I mean, exactly that random guy in Seattle. <laughs> so like, well, no, then you just find up uh, beehive style locks and cool the right trench coat. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just a just a vision board. <laughs> yeah. The um. Yeah, I said I I said beehive style because that was the only thing I could think of where it's a, it was. Just... It's the closest thing I can think of for what you've described to me in the past. Yeah, it, I, not I, quite, not quite like. The if thing I where... could find the video again, hmm. it, it was one of my clip shows that I watch. There is a guy that has done that, mm-hmm. and it's he was actually running a soundboard mm-hmm. for this uh, gal that was. I guess you'd describe it as like doing some reggae hip hop freestyling Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, it was like another 10 inches at least of hair. Yeah. Just (laughs) all twisted up. Piled on top. Yeah. 
Okay, so. We're sticking on mail. I guess, do we want to pick a, do you want to pick race, I guess? Yeah. I, like. Because, I mean, well, the dude I saw was human, so. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it can just be human if you yeah. want. Either it's not hard to do. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, race parameters are all, I mean, they're all wiggle. There's always wiggle room. There's no fun if you can only fit a character within these specific brackets. So if I, if we were to say like, you know, a half elf who's seven foot tall, I mean, there's nothing that's stopping us from saying that. But I, I like the idea of keeping him human. Okay. That's fine with me. Yeah. Just kind of an everyman who got sick of it. Just Well, that's, that's what his... I'm saying. Is like it, it doesn't have to be... That's why it's not him that was directly affected. It was a family member, which mm-hmm. is still painful. Mm-hmm. And like that drive is there. Okay. Okay. Level 8 warlock. Human man. Mm-hmm. Oh, backgrounds and stuff. Okay, I'm going to open the app then. Because then... Because then we can start nailing some more stuff down. Yeah. It's a little bit easier with the list in front of you. I know. I forgot we named <laughs> it. opened up on Thimble. Lead Leader Thimble. <laughs> Still the best name so far. Erevin Bervin. You okay. keep Erevin Bervin out of this. I love Erevin Bervin. Oh, these are all variants. Sub races. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Class. Warlock. Background. Okay. So. Now, this might be one where, like, you could do a guild artisan or a house member and, like, mm-hmm. use that as almost like a stand-in for a different occupation mm-hmm. where like I think there was like house member mutation and it, it, this is all for magic gathering stuff like we mentioned before but like if you, you go science mutation and they could have been like just a scientist yeah or something like that someone's biology somebody's biology just went off the shit like <laughs> hey man Breaking Bad did great <laughs> I completely forgot about that show. I'm yeah, but <laughs> what you want? That's that's what that is. I mean, you're right. You're right. I don't think I've ever actually watched that show. Neither have I. But all I know is that he's a chemistry teacher that caught cancer, couldn't afford it, and so he started selling cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it cocaine? I meth. think it's meth. Pretty sure yeah. it's meth. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's the synopsis of that show. Huzzah! And they realize that's a lucrative business. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and then, so in that vein, I'd almost say cloistered scholar. If they are going to be a teacher, yeah. If they're if, like, what if they're like a college professor that was working on their thesis? Not their thesis. What is that called? Damn it. Um. Oh my god! I know what you're talking about. It's like some. It's like a professor that has tenure and has taken like a year or two off. To work on their own studies. Damn it, I'm drawing a blank. I 
It'll come up eventually. The... <laughs> well, because what I had in my brain was, this is a dude who just collects PhDs. <laughs> who... No, that's a wizard. I mean, so, no. Mm, class stereotyping. Yes. Remember, we're trying to mechanically encapsulate these characters as well. We in, in Both in their character, we are trying to reflect that mechanically in them. I know. So it's, I'm not saying that they can't have a PhD. But if they're collecting PhDs, it sounds like a wizard to me. Gee, Jimmy, why did your mom let you have two PhDs? <laughs> because she has more money than your mom. Kid with hot dog meme. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Fine. Don't I'll rip on si- uh, society by myself. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. But so, regardless of class mechanics, parameter, whatever nonsense. I mean, why can't they just, like, as a character, they have multiple PhDs? Like, why not? For funsies. Hundreds of thousands of dollars is it for funsies. <laughs> okay. So, for background i think i mean i think cloistered scholar sounds fitting in a way in in the sense mm-hmm. of like they are someone who is smart i mean maybe not intelligent in the way that like an intelligence score counts but yes. like you know i got you fucking iq test nonsense liquid knowledge got it <laughs> versus crystal knowledge got it Right, whatever. <laughs> I think it makes for an interesting dynamic as far as like someone who, I mean, really was just doing their own thing, yeah. living their life, and then suddenly it was destroyed. Yes. Okay. Can we look up uh, the details of Cloistered Scholar? Mm. It relates mostly to, I mean, specific, um, what would you call it? Not guilds. What does it say? Uh, institutes of learning. Within Again, it's a. It sounds like a professor that's taking time off for his own mm-hmm. uh, research, mm-hmm. which is fine. The word is right there in my brain, and I cannot think of it. I don't know what you're thinking of, so I'm sorry. But wait. not a thesis. Hey, past Megan. The word you're thinking of is sabbatical. You're welcome. With skill proficiencies in history and a choice between arcana nature and religion it mm. feels pretty good yeah you take history and probably arcana yeah for natural choices and then two languages of your choice yeah. scholars robes you mean trench coat in this setting where they've been dressed by thimble yeah. yes yeah <laughs> oh that was something we forgot to bring up we talked about after Thimble's episode, but the um, their quote unquote hero costumes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what do we say? Kind of like ringleader esque. Yeah, Thimble's was going is sort of like um, how did I wrote it down in the Google Doc? Um, like a ringleader who does parkour, <laughs> just knee pads. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I meant, and also we. I don't want to get too far from the masks, but let's just get Thimble's real quick. I think it is like. Your stereotypical masquerade style mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
covers the the forehead cheekbones kind of area yeah forehead cheekbones over the brow tall enough to be over the brow and they wear a top hat <laughs> i don't care if it's a, if you say it has to be magical to stay on yes done <laughs> i was gonna say what's funnier to me is also it either it sorry. either is enchanted to stay on their head or they have a little drawstring underneath like a little <laughs> no it's enchanted if it has to be enchanted it's not a drawstring also i imagined uh coattails mm-hmm. like yeah. not the pointed tuxedo ones but like the longer flared mm-hmm. uh with straight bottoms yeah so Some, uh, something that it conveys uh, that they are classy sorry. and in charge hold on i let me just describe it in one tuxedo mask without the cape <laughs> i mean you're right <laughs> i mean <laughs> you are absolutely right but also fuck you <laughs> you can't take it back okay no but thimble is part of part of thimble's power is that they are androgynous in a lot of ways mm-hmm. in that they are indiscernibly they like, are they are they a, a handsome woman or a cute guy no one knows exactly <laughs> that, is, that is part of their power and that they are able to disguise themselves as almost anything yeah so anyways for the warlock do we have well we can get to this in a bit i guess of like is the trench coat part of the superhero the, quote unquote here, outfit okay then here's the question when you imagine them do you imagine it in the situations where they are doing heroing or i should say this do you want to see them wear it more or less is it important when the coat comes on hmm. because is it the coat comes on it's time for business or I kind of like the idea of, okay, guys, we got to go. And they chuck it off. Okay, so that's their casual wear. Yeah, sure. So that That's what that says to me. Is like, if it's time to get to work and the coat comes off. Yes. If that's their casual wear. When, what they're wearing <laughs> uh, during quote-unquote heroing, then we'll, we'll have to get there. The, the, yeah. But yeah. let's get through. Let's, yeah, once we figure out his um, warlocky gig yeah that, that'll probably pay, uh, play into it a lot so okay. let's get through this okay background are we sticking with cloistered scholar yes so okay. if we're going with they are are or were i should say a essentially college professor yeah that whose life got turned over when a member of their family got their life ruined by the big bad mm-hmm. yes Definitely okay. Cloistered Scholar. Yes. We said Arcana? I think it's Arcana. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Or you could kind of go the other way and go nature in that it's like they could be essentially like a biology teacher. Well. Not a biology, but a, uh, god damn it, ecology. Yeah. Yeah. Any of the above. Which I guess... Well, like, is the next step after this stats or? Yes. Okay, because we because we should, if I remember correctly, pick the patron before this is over. Also, in the first level, so we should pick what kind of patron that is. Because oh. I imagine the patron is like, I feel like if it's Arcana, then it like I almost feel like if it's Arcana, it can't be Archfey. But if it's nature, 
it could then it could be well look up the um look up the uh patrons or not the patrons the um architects archetypes architects wow the patrons are the archetypes oh fair enough uh for this one it's kind of like how uh the cleric chooses at first level what their domain is oh yeah yeah that's right it's like that archfey celestial that's what i was talking about where it's Mm -hmm. well like you can one of them you can join one of the things they suggest is a unicorn for the celestial it's Mm -hmm. just things of that realm yeah fathomless uh let oh, me, Cthulhu. No, let me scroll and see because there's there is an old the one. Genie. The great old one. This is the Cthulhu. Oh, that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Hexblade. Hexblade is uh, a literal, like a haunted weapon, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Undying. That's one I haven't seen before. Well, I guess here's the another question that we could say if we're deciding it did they search for power in order to like do something about it or were they approached i think he hmm because i think he sought knowledge and he knew that increasing his power was a way to find knowledge so i'm saying I'm sorry. I'm thinking from the perspective of after after the incident. Is it did they search for because I imagine it goes incident occurs the pact is formed or not the pact but the the patron mm-hmm. is yeah the pact is formed the contract is made Thimble finds them okay I well because I it goes in that order. I was thinking in terms of, like, when it happens, he is already, like, he may, he might be only be level two, but he does have his powers in the sense of, like... Then, to me, that sounds like... Because if they... If he isn't actively searching for these powers, I imagine it's either Archfey or Celestial... Hmm. Archfey because it's like I think it'd be fun to see what you can do with powers and Celestial because you're going to need these later Hmm. Hmm. I like the idea of him I mean being someone who is single minded and focused and before the incident he was single minded and focused in whatever his studies were Right. and if whatever pact he made benefited those he was all about it he thought risk to cost it was worth it i mean because as far as he was concerned it was very low level kind of interactions low level being literal as well in that like he may have only been level one or two but once the incident happened he was like all right we're gonna have to step this up because i've got shit to do like i imagine that if it's something that he agreed to, mm-hmm. it's probably Archfey because it's like, all right, you want me to just occasionally dump a bucket of water out of a window and see if it falls on somebody? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
because they think that's funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Celestial is like, yeah, let me read the quick flavor text for it. Mm-hmm. Your patron is a powerful being of the upper planes. You have bound yourself to an ancient Empyrean, Solaire, Chiron, Unicorn, or other entity that resides in the planes of everlasting bliss. Uh, your pact with this being allows you to experience the barest touch of holy light that illuminates the multiverse. Contact being connected to this power can cause changes in your behavior and beliefs. You might find yourself driven to annihilate the undead, to defeat fiends, and to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's why I say Archfey, because the Celestial one seems more compulsory. Yeah. Where the Archfey really is just like their whimsy. Yeah. Every six months they show up and are like, hey, man, I want to try a thing. And you go, all right. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I imagine when that stuff happens, that thimble kind of was like, yeah, sure. Got it. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which might lead to more extreme things because they have that capability now. I was going to say, because then the Archfey realized like, hey. Pretty much. <laughs> but like, I can see that just being a thing to be played with mm-hmm. on both ends. Uh, I, Because I, I do really love the idea of like having that Maybe not omnipresent pact kind of thing, but like, you know, at any given moment, your patron could show up and say like, hey, dude, while you're here, I need you to stab a guy because I know he's allergic to iron and I think it'd be funny. Like, yeah. So it's if it's Archfey, I think it's nature, which is what started that in the first place for Mm -hmm. that secondary skill for Cloister Scholar. We are way off base. Don't worry about it. But don't worry, we're bringing it back because now we got to do ability scores. <laughs> well, I mean, we figured out what the patron was. So, yeah. hey, we got it. Okay, we're going to do some number number staring. Okay, so we're going to drop that 15 into charisma. The Ooh. number set we chose was 11, 13, 14, 14, 14, 15. Not too far off from uh, Thimbles, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 15 Charisma, 14 Dex, 14 Con. There's another 14, isn't there? There's three 14s. Three 14s. So 15 Charisma, mm-hmm. 14 Constitution, 14 Dex. Now is it 14 Wisdom or 14 Intelligence? I would argue Intelligence by virtue of the whole closer scholar thing okay 13 wisdom mm-hmm. uh, 11 strength i have a feeling we need to make a strong person next that i'm dude i'm on it my brain is on it i, I love it i'm into it already <laughs> all right next select two skills we have arcana deception intimidation investigation and religion and In- intimidation because we already said that. Yeah, we already mentioned that energy. Yeah. So then that leaves Arcana, Deception, Investigation, and Religion. I don't know if they would do any of that deceiving. If you ask me, like mm-hmm. I feel like that charisma 
in intimidation is all they really do for yeah. intimidation. I feel like it might be like it could I could see Arcana mm-hmm. and what was the other one? Uh, Arcana investigation, investigation and religion. It might be investigation. Yeah, for that I, intelligence. Because I was back and forthing between Arcana and investigation. I mean, because I can it, see Arcana just by virtue of like they have the knowledge. Yeah. And investigation by virtue of like they they are Thimble's already, eyes. They are Thimble's eyes, and they were already an observant person. Yeah. An observant person, in that they were doing that research. They were making that. Uh, yeah. They were taking those notes on whatever it might be. So I think it's investigation. We're stuck on they. He. We said he, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a neutral thing. You can yeah. do it anywhere. Yeah. Anyways. So investigation? I think it's investigation. Alright. That makes sense to me. Next. So. Work Ar- Archfey, Celestial, Fathomless Fiend, Genie, Hexblade, Old One, Undead. You said Archfey? It sounds like Archfey to me. Yeah. Briefly charm or frighten nearby creatures. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, the Archfey's gig. Uh, gig. They, what Part of what selecting a patron does is it gives you access to an additional, not additional list of spells, but... A specific? Yeah, that you automatically get on top of whatever ones you select. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. What you got? Hit points! Whoop. Done. Alright, equipment. We, okay, so we have a light crossbow or a simple weapon. It's probably a simple weapon. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think in terms of simple melee, simple range, simple. There's a club, a dagger, a great club, a hand axe, javelin, light hammer, mace, quarterstaff, sickle, spear, unarmed strike. Wait, they put mace under simple? Simple melee. Okay. <laughs> I think they put flail under yeah, Marshall. I know. Um, I'm having a hard time seeing them with anything like pointy. Really? Not anything blatantly pointy. I almost see that see them as like the kind of asshole who would have a cane sword. I can I, see that too. But it's a simple weapon. Yes. Yeah, I know this thing. I would just make it a dagger then, probably, is my honest answer. Yeah. I mean, that that's a... It's not a one-to-one translation of it, but, like... No, I'd call it a rapier. I'd call it cane sword a rapier. Yeah. Like, you see a lot of slashing with it when you see it on television, but, like, it's long and thin. It's a pokey thing. Yeah. It's meant for sticking, <laughs> not for slashing. Yeah. But... Um... Component pouch or arcane focus? Arcane focus. Yeah. Because that's your cane. You're right. uh, You just make it a rod and call it a cane. Fair enough. Like maybe it has a hunk of amber in the top of it or something. Mm -hmm. And there you go. The people, yeah, the people have cool ass handles on their canes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scholars pack, dungeoneers pack. If this is the thing they're using now... I would probably say Dungeoneers. Yeah. 
I think the scholars it has like scholars is like writing material yeah and chalk and things like that yeah scale I think there's a scale in it why I, do well, I think that I mean well because sure. things that could be used for I, I think they're things that could be used for like people who care about keeping track of physical components of spells right yeah I mean not that like that's the wrong way to play D and D but for us it's it. It feels very tedious. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very much for keeping track of components for spells. Like, if it's a particularly high-level spell with a particularly rare component, then I might be like, okay, where did you get this? And, like, you're going to have to answer that question. <laughs> I need some justification. Yeah, but, like... You can't just use Wish. I'm trying to remember the components for Wish. I think it's, like, a 10,000 gold mm-hmm. diamond or something mm-hmm. like that. And at which point you're like... I took it from the dragon's den. You've, if you've been through a dragon's den, I'll take that answer. I mean, fair, yeah. But yeah. Another simple weapon. Hmm. Another one. It might just be another dagger. Oh, I was gonna say club. Yeah, I could see club where it's just like a blackjack, actually. Hmm. I was saying swinging the cane from the other end. <laughs> That's a shillelagh. <laughs> You're right. All right, fair. That's okay. already a spell. <laughs> okay. Uh, another dagger? I think so. Yeah. An actual dagger? And two more daggers. Slinging them. <laughs> it's just inside the trench coat. Yeah. Daggers. Hey, kid. Well, no. You want some knives? <laughs> Sorry, you blades? Some... <laughs> blades are for skating dingus okay <laughs> well they take the trench he takes the cr- trench coat off anyways mm-hmm. so eh, well they're just for funsies all right next oh no name your man that is a good question what is his code name hmm i kind of want to save steamboat for if we have a big old honking character like a big old I gotcha. Beat him down, fighter. I'm trying to find a twist on iron Mm. for this. Iron giant? No. (laughs) Not not because of that. It's something about the steadiness Mm. of him. Where it's... Yes, he is sturdy and unfaulting kind of thing. You know, like... Yeah. Maybe not constitution sturdy, but like character yes sturdy yes hmm could just call them iron iron will he has an iron will yeah just call him iron yeah iron but i mean that's codename iron okay now do we want a like john smith style name (laughs) very clearly an alias and then no, not that's what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, just regular ass dude. I mean, it's not Daryl, is it? <laughs> God, I hope it's not Daryl. It can't be Daryl. He's he's too cool for that. You tried to name Talkland Derek. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. So hold on. <laughs> Mostly as a joke, and also youth pastor <laughs> are you going for the human names yes 
and I'm not sure which we want to pull from. Um, what's the first? Because it goes by for human names, it goes by like region of the world. What's the first region? Arabic. Arabic. Okay. I got Arabic, Celtic, Chinese, Egyptian, English, French, German, Greek, Indian, Japanese, Mesoamerican, Niger Congo, Norse, Polynesian, Roman, Slavic, Spanish. Oh my god. I mean, let's very either start from the very top or the very bottom. And we'll work our way in. What's in Spanish that looks good? I'm looking right now. You are better at Spanish than me. Would you like me to look? Please. Okay. Which one you got? Yes. Alfonso. Alonzo. I don't... We can't just do it from a top. The literal <laughs> top reading. Come on. Look for things. I mean, Gomez. What's classier than Gomez? <laughs> His wife. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> An eagle. An eagle? An eagle Montoya. <laughs> I'm over here trying to have a legitimate thought about our guy. And you're just like, by the way, rats? <laughs> Have you considered? <sighs> Benito is cute. Megan. Says I. Meaning head of hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Everyone else that doesn't get it will not get it. And those who get it will be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's pretty good. You're right. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm going to keep that in my mind as a contender. Cesar? Cesar. Yeah. There was another one I saw. What was it? Emiliano? Yeah. Meaning work. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Emiliano and Emilio are the appealing Latina version of Emil. Leading figure of the Mexican Revolution. Ooh. That one's pretty good. What if it's like... Cesar Emiliano. Cesar Emiliano? That's a pretty good one. I do like Cesar Emiliano. Like, so I think yeah. we should go span. I, I think it's Cesar Emiliano. Okay. Because also Professor Emiliano is pretty good. That is a really good name. <laughs> it's, yeah. Cesar Emiliano sounds like a kick-ass name. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Professor Emiliano. Professor Emiliano is someone who, like, you either really love his class because he doesn't fucking talk to you outside of class or you're terrified of him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he's never in his office when he says he will be. His office hours mean nothing. No, he's off doing work. Obviously. Yeah. Leave him a voicemail. he back to you within seven days. So it's Cesar, Cesar. Iron Emiliano. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Are we sure this isn't a luchador? Yeah, adding iron in there definitely feels oh, like so good. He's like he's it's gonna so throw. Good. He is not the muscle man, but adding iron in there. He doesn't, need, there, to he doesn't yeah. need to be. 
All right. Cesaro Iron Emiliano is... Oh. <laughs> is a strong name. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Okay, let's start doing some level up. <laughs> this part will be pretty quick. Yeah. Keep it Warlock. Oh, Invocations. Okay. So this is where we like kind of decide what kind of warlock they are. They, you should be able to tap them and give it'll give you a description. Yeah. It's like, do we imagine they are, or he is a, like more ranged style warlock? Because the spells they can get can be up close. Mm-hmm. I imagine that they have like a variety, but they probably prefer being at a distance. Your Eldritch Blast has a range of 300 feet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, I mean, so here's the thing. He is basing it off the image of, quote-unquote, wizard man. He is, like, six and a half feet tall minimum. He, He's closer to, like, almost seven feet. He's, like, obscenely tall. Yes. So he's already got a hell of a wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if he was sitting across from you from at like at a table, he wouldn't have to get up to reach your throat. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's one of his power moves where he just like, <laughs> he just, like reach across, grab. Hello. You're going to tell me what you know. <laughs> okay. But so I think I like the idea of, of him being arranged fighter just like keeping up that image of being like sort of elegant Doing and out everything. of reach yeah yeah and when you see him up close you fucked up right so i so, that, that middle ground of both like eldritch blast having a range of 300 feet is kick ass yes but also like let's see what is grasping eldritch blast your eldritch blast can pull targets 10 feet that's not bad you can do something like that uh, the other one I was thinking of, because you were thinking of, because you mentioned uh, being out of reach, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was there's one that lets you just have essentially mage armor, which is another spell. Yeah, mage armor expert. You don't use a spell slot when casting mage armor on yourself. And the reason why I think that is because even when you do get him within arm's reach, then he just armors up essentially. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you get within range of him because it means nothing to him. Pretty much. <coughs> Ooh, swallowed wrong. <coughs> oh, okay. I mean, it, the idea of him being like... I I feel like it's... I feel like that's in just another part of it in that, again, out of reach, but in a different manner again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you catch up to him, even if you get within stabbing distance, I mean, it... Yeah. It, it, it doesn't. Nothing. It doesn't make him invulnerable or anything like that, but like it's just another layer. Mm-hmm. Another thing that makes him badass. Yeah. All right. Next. Roll. That was uh, hit points. And level level three, we choose a pact. Ooh, pact boon, blade, chain, talisman, or tome. I don't know talisman. Tap that for me real quick. You gain a talisman that proficiency per day grants 1d4 to a failed ability check. It's not bad. It's not bad, but I feel like he would either be Tome or Blade. Blade for the the pretty much everything I mentioned before, and Tome for that scholarness part of him. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> so. What does what did what do they have in the app? So they have blade, chain, talisman, and tome. Sorry, no. The description for, description for tome. For tome, you can cast three cantrips from any class. And blade, you gain the ability to conjure a magical weapon. Hmm. Now, do we think they diversify their spell abilities? Mm. Because at level 8, I believe they have access to, obviously, their spell list. But they have, like, I think four cantrips. Let me double check. Mm. Well, because one of the characters that I <laughs> I had hoped to convince you would be fun would be a uh, shape-shifting druid and their magic-using significant other who the shapeshifter posed as their familiar. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Yeah, I know. Uh, can, we, can we give him a shape-shifting boyfriend? Hold on. Hold on. At level 8, they only have three cantrips. Okay. Uh, they do know nine spells, but they only have two spell slots. Mm. But they are fourth level spell slots. Mm. Meaning that uh, everything they cast will be at fourth level. So, uber powerful. Not uber powerful, but... Good? Yes. Kill a man? Yeah, probably. Uh, so I can see Tome in the... You can cast three cantrips from any class. Sort of that, like... You know, again, diversifying. Yeah, diversified, being knowledgeable and skilled and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. I'd probably say Tome. Like, I really like the idea of Blade, but it's probably Tome for him. Yeah. Blade is always badass, but it's not... It always is. I, I just love the ability to just bam a weapon into my hand. I know, like, but, like... Four daggers. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, I know. I, it's Tome. I think mm. it's Tome for him. Yeah, the only other thing I think of is Talisman. But mm. I think Tome fits better. I think Tome's better. Yeah, proficiency per day grants. Yeah. Tome, next. Replace, no. That was for the invocation. Yeah. Uh, it gives you the option to swap them out at each level. Mm. Okay. And when we gain access to more, it'll give us the option. Mm. Ability score increases. Charisma. So we, yeah. Charisma. Like I said, get those charisma. Up. I'm gonna bump charisma up by two to eighteen. Next, we are not changing the boon. Replace invocation. No. Another invocation. <sighs> there's yeah. so many more. Yeah, they expand. Oh my god, there's so many more. Well, yeah, their ability score increased and also their level increased. So now they have access to higher level stuff. Oh my. Yes. Ooh. Hmm. Far sending. You can communicate via sending with those who enter their name in your tome. That's pretty good. Uh, that, I do like that one. Have you looked at Eyes of the Runekeeper? Let me see. Is it on here? It should be. It might be under uh, a different name. Uh, here's one. Here, I'll just read what it says in the book. It's very short. Mm -hmm. You can read all writing. Oh. It just says that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which one that is. Oh, true reading in the app. Got it. More examples. Oh, boy. I, I have to imagine they have it in the app by now. Um, they do. 
I'm just looking because you're looking in mm. the app, so I'm going to look over here because that's what I have the ability to do. What is the spell Bane? Bane. Up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make a charisma saving throw. When a target that fails the saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a 1d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack or saving throw. Uh, at higher levels, casting a spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, you can target one additional creature for each spell slot above level one. Hmm. Uh, that was pretty fun. Range is 30 feet, concentration up to one minute, components, a drop of blood. Huzzah. Alright, that was not bad. I like that one, and far sending, and... Um, far sending is cool. It's true reading in here, but the reading any written language. I didn't, I didn't see anything else that looked interesting to me. Would you rather look on the app? Not to. Fine. Use your books, your nerd. Aspect of the moon. You no longer need to sleep, and can't be forced to sleep by any means. To gain the benefits of a long rest, you can spend all eight hours oh. doing light activities such as reading your her book of shadows and keeping watch. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yes. Fair. I did. Like I didn't. Not I, sleeping. I glanced over the immune to putting to sleep. It says you are immune to sleep and do not need to do so. I didn't realize it meant no spells could put you to sleep. Can't be forced to sleep by any means. Sick. I mean, like. Whether you want to or not. I mean, like, in situations where it's like, and you all fall asleep because you ate the fey food, like, that person could give me the middle finger and be like, no, I don't. This says I can't be forced to put to sleep. But I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I love the idea of, like, especially with, like, an archfey patron, just, like, every now and then, they just show up and we're like, hey, 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 wake up. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> that one's pretty good. I mean, both mechanically in the sense of, like, you may can't be take, put to sleep. You may want to glance through these mm -hmm. because... Better descriptions? Better descriptions, but also uh, they are more on... Pretty much more are available on each level. Mm, and that's right, yeah. And so not... So when we go, now we're good on each one, there there might be some that are changed. Hmm. That was an that was one of the ones that I was. I don't know, adding charisma to your eldritch blast. Yeah, that one's always nice, just for more damage. Yeah. Gaze of two minds is also an interesting mechanic as far as his connection with Thimble, and how it would work with, like, w on a job. Mm-hmm. You can use your action to touch a willing humanoid and perceive through its senses until the end of your turn. As long as the creature is on the same plane of existence as you, you can use your action on subsequent turns to maintain this connection, extending the duration until the end of your next turn. While perceiving through the other creature's senses, you benefit from any special senses possessed by that creature and you are blinded and deafened to your own surroundings. Well, that being said, that can be cast on any member of the party. Yeah. It's like, all right, you go in first. Okay. And I'm out here... Pretty much being the relay in between. Mm -hmm. Like, with more clear, essentially, yeah. perception of it instead of just listening in on a radio. Yeah. It's like, no, we know. Oh, no, they got knocked out. I've lost connection. We're going. Yeah. 
That might be a good one. Yeah, because the ones I will that... say by level eight, we get a total of four. So mm-hmm. we could take that one. Yeah, if we and then... we really like that. And, and then there's take... another one that comes down the, ri- down yeah. the line. Because that one and... Ooh, bumping into things. That... That one in Farscribe? Yeah. As far as, like, interesting in... And also beneficial to the team? Yes. Okay. Was there anything else that caught your eye? No, those feel strong. Okay. That one for now. Mm-hmm. And then we'll think on maybe the fourth one. Okay, cool. Next. Next. Roll. And what level is this? We are leveling up to level six. Okay, go ahead. Next. Don't need to replace the... We've already looked through others in the book, just for things that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, Eyes of the Roomkeeper is always fun. Mm-hmm. That was one that I worked into uh, one of Jeff's uh, <laughs> backstory characters. Yeah. Like you want you, Megan. I'm not mm. sure if you remember playing with Jeff when he was playing his bard. Vaguely, uh, yes. Do you he remember how this out of a fight? <laughs> yes. Remember how he? Do you remember how he turned? He was a bard and then also multiclassed into warlock. Vaguely. So that's a thing that happened absolute by happenstance. At least as far as this coincidence goes. Because the backstory for his mother was, oh, she's a druid. And, like, that's part of her powers and whatnot. And, like, Mm -hmm. look, she even has, like, this fairy dragon that follows her around. Isn't that fun? That's actually her warlock familiar. And I desperately wanted uh, Quinn, Jeff's character, to make it home for her to look at him and go, ah, I see. (laughs) (laughs) And that was going to be like... The gotcha? Kind of, in that she was a big part of why, for multiple reasons, why Jeff's family was a noble family in that she was able to, like... Nah, that bullshit hit on that contract is actual bullshit. I know you can't read that. Don't do it. (laughs) And it's not that she studied all the languages. It's that she's like, I have wizard eyes. (laughs) Me and my magic eyes. Pretty much. Sick. Okay, we're on to the uh, invocation. Uh, Fourth invocation? Yes. So, it looks like they're all about the same... There's a few more. I'm going to pass you the phone. It might be. It, the thing is, it's. I imagine if it's. If they have see through another, far sending. It's either far sending or see through another, not both. Because mm-hmm. far sending from. It's anyone whose name is written in their tome. I think then, honestly, it's. I think it's far sending instead of see through another. Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. I mean, because it, they are not just reconnaissance. He is, he is a powerhouse in of itself. Mm-hmm. And so having his invocations be only reconnaissance, reconnaissance based is kind of, mm, yeah. Uh, in the app, it's called Become Darkness. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> you use your action to become invisible until you act or move when in shadow. Ooh, fun. That's pretty good. 
also it could be the uh, grasping elder blast one that pulls because I could see that being a Sick. thing as well. Yeah. Nikki's here. They can just get polymorph. Oh yeah, yeah. They can just do that. I think it's polymorph. <laughs> Read me the description. You can cast polymorph <laughs> once a day. Do you want me to? Find is it is it using spell slots or no? As yeah, as a warlock spell, but like that just gives that to them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find polymorph for you. Okay. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's a mile long. <laughs> I'll just give you the first one. This spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. Does that include yourself? A creature in range. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. Hmm. I'm just saying he could literally turn people into a frog. I mean, yeah, but like, why? Because you weren't listening, so I'm going to turn you into a teacup. Imagine how fragile you are as a teacup. Imagine how broken you'll be when you're no longer a teacup. All right, whatever. But consider for Become Darkness, just phasing out of the shadows to scare the fuck out of people. Because there is also still the aspect of the moon where he is immune to sleep and does not need to sleep at all. I understand that. Literal vampire. He's not a vampire. (laughs) Just stands around looking beautiful and threatening and doesn't sleep. Have I told you how terrifying Polymorph is? <laughs> you're, just, you're still reading it. The target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by, by the statistics of the chosen beast. <laughs> Does it have to be an animal that it's changed into? Uh, da, 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 da. You see, it doesn't specifically say that it has to be a creature anywhere but it assumes that you're going to turn something into an animal because it just says transform a creature you see within range into a new form and it goes it says it can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the targets if it doesn't have a challenge rate wait or the targets level if it doesn't have a challenge rating okay Either way, you turn someone into a mouse and then you just drop them in a snake cage. The question is, when the spell ends, does the snake explode? Because human. Very possible. I can't do that to a snake. (laughs) You don't know these snakes. Physically, yes. Emotionally, imagine the toll. I'm sure he would be fine with it in some situations. Probably in a lot of situations, honestly. Yeah, probably. Again... That's what we're making. Yeah, I know. I just... <sighs> Do you want... Think of the snakes. Okay. Polymorph is a good... Is a very strong contender. Yeah. It, invisible or... What was the other one? Oh, the, the Become Darkness and... I think it was the... Grasping Eldritch Blast. Grasp, can... Grasping is good because then it, it plays into... The again, out of reach, but you aren't out of his. Yeah. Well, when you have Eldritch Blast that has a range of 300 feet and it can move people. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a very good um, sort of 
It's a power move. It's yeah. always a power yeah. move. It, what is the word I'm thinking of? Someone who, I mean, Battlemaster is the only thing I can think of. They're in control. Yeah. They they stand two stories up and go, you, mer. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I mean, grasping. granted, it's only 10 feet, but can you imagine how fucking startling that is? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's grasping helps frost. Okay. We've got extended cantrip, far sending, grasping elves blast, mage armor. Well, mage armor expert, sorry. Right. Next. Okay, that's level seven. Next is level eight. Still a warlock. So we have our ability increase. Right now we are at strength twelve. Dexterity 15, Constitution 15, Intelligence 15, Wisdom 14, and Charisma 18. I think it's probably Dex Constitution. Bumped those up to 16? Probably. As opposed to getting his Charisma up to 20? I want to say yes, because a lot of their spells don't rely on their ability modifiers. It's Fair enough. Like it's, yes, it is to hit, but not like, not like how... Uh, the higher dexterity you had, the more you do with a bow. Okay, yeah. It doesn't affect, really, the damage, per se. Yeah. Like, there's some spells where it lets you include your modifier, but not very many. Fair enough. A lot of time, it's just, like, roll a lot of dice, and typically that does a lot of damage. Because <laughs> that will affect their armor class, won't it? And health. And health, that's right. Okay. Plus one to dex, plus one to constitution. Gotcha. Dan, do not change the boon. Do not change indications. Roll. Sweet. Alright. He is now level 8. With a strength of 12, intelligence 15, dexterity 16, wisdom 14, constitution 16, and charisma 18. I say that's pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. The real question is, if... Nah, he has to introduce himself as the Iron... He can't introduce himself as Professor Emiliano. <laughs> no, not in, not inside the business. No, dang it. Not inside the organization. Yeah. Uh, and no, he's not. He doesn't go the iron. He goes, I'm iron. Yeah, fair. Or someone. No, he doesn't introduce himself. Please, Thimble does introductions. If somebody new shows up, Thimble walks him through. Goes, this is iron. This is da da. This is da da. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> my question is so thimble is thimble iron is iron and the last three party members will be whatever of the original monopoly pieces yes is the are the people within the organization like newer monopoly pieces i don't know because i think that I, would be i know you think that's funny the reason why i think it fits for them is because when they are being seen and somebody goes thimble please or Iron, I need your help. Yeah. They have a name. Yes. And so when they are stopping the bank robbery and Thimble calls for Iron to take somebody down, then some then the witnesses there can go and and this little person named Thimble well, was talking to this big guy named Iron and Iron just like ripped the dude out from behind the counter with like some kind of like energy blast or something. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it plays into their, you know, the, the hero persona. 
Exactly. But that, my, that's why I imagine it works better there. I, I, I'm not going to say that they don't have some kind of reference or like secretive reference. So like maybe maybe some members want to be more ambiguous and some don't uh, inside of the organization itself. Yeah. But I imagine that it's more important for these guys because of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. openness of their because the ruse, I guess. Yeah, the public relations part. The fact that they are interacting with the public on a very purposeful level. Yes. You know. That was the other thing is the image that they maintain. I almost imagine it being they don't come in guns blazing. No. They come in like when you think cheesy superhero like they go full on they got the costumes they got the gimmick they try not to kill anyone in front of witnesses because they're trying to be essentially as pg as possible yeah just to be keep themselves palatable yeah to keep to keep themselves in the best light as they can they don't want to like while they aren't going to stick around to justify themselves to people they also don't want to have to like have those people beating around the bush for well they killed this man they need to be held accountable so on and so forth so i do like the idea of which is yes what should happen but also we have already agreed that they are not necessarily good people if anything i would like peel away from chaotic good and go almost chaotic neutral Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that yeah people will die there's no like there's no way around it yeah like we as character creators and as people who have played these games and know that actual violence leads to injuries and death Hmm. there's no getting around that yeah so i mean i i have to imagine as people who were at one point innocent bystanders they do not try they try not to involve innocent bystanders Correct. But oh yeah, it's, no. They, it's I, the idea of you know like mm-hmm. the big bad did something bad. Mm-hmm. They are not held responsible for the big bad's actions. It's and what they do to try and rectify it, they try to do in a unharmful way to, to anyone the, outside of the big bad's influence. Right. Okay. Okay. Do we want to add anything to his? superhero persona i don't think he had i don't think any of them have much of a persona other than their own personalities i think as far as appearance goes yes it's more of like a fey motif Mm -hmm. in that like maybe his rod is it's made of wood and it looks as if there's like still vines growing off it not like vines but like how Ivy can look when it's growing off of another plant, kind of loose. Yeah, like where it well, looks that like classic they... sort of like when you think druid staff, you think like yeah, where it's like almost like a, a still living branch. Yes, but imagine it more rod, more cane shaped than staff, not walking stick, but cane. Yeah, where it's still, it looks like fresh wood still, mm-hmm. and has like I said probably what looks to be greenery Mm -hmm. like even if it's like like it looks like fresh leaves but they're still flat on the cane 
Yes. So there's nothing actually protruding from it. Yes. Uh, so he leans into the... I mean, because... Well, yeah, because... I, they're I say see, gimmick in the way of, like... Well, yeah. Well, similar to how, like... Like, I imagine... I personally imagine, like... Yes, every warlock has Eldritch Blast. I imagine that its appearance is different depending on your patron. Hell yeah. Like, a Celestial one would be different from a Fey one would be different from a fiend one. Yes. Customization is all the fun. Yeah. Hence this. Like I think it's <laughs> like I imagine his would be like almost like a silvery green. Mm-hmm, like or, mm-hmm. or I guess like a minty green would be not minty, more silvery. Okay, like I, okay. like that is what I'm thinking. And silvery in that it's like tinted. Mm-hmm. Uh like and I'm not sure like who who knows you could like go really deep on it like go like almost a harry potter patronus style where it's like and this one looked like a rabbit when it shot out and this one looked like a sparrow as it just like nailed that guy yeah and this one and and the other looked like a snake as it grabbed him and pulled him in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean that's the fun of it i mean like yeah mechanically the spell doesn't change but like as far as a character that looks sick as fuck yeah so i think he leans into that green kind of aesthetic naturey you know the fey the you know it's i'm just imagining (laughs) His, so I'm, I'm assuming all of them have masks and of some kind. What do you and, think his mask is well, or looks I'm like? Just, <laughs> no, he, he as a person is, I mean, I'm not saying he's perfectly stoic, but he's a pretty like, he's a pretty straightforward person, I imagine. Almost dry. Yeah. Like, it's not that he doesn't have a sense of humor. It's that he's, you know, like, he's here to do something. So he's going to do it. He's not going to get distracted kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his whole gig. And him wearing, like, the sort of soft, flowery things, because that's his... Because that's his shtick? Yeah. That's, it's it's a very good image to me. Okay. Because it's, it's not like he was forced into it. He could have chosen a different costume. Right. There's no, there's no, you have to wear this. It's already been made. We can't, we can't go back to Taylor's. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but him... You know, leaning into that with sort of, I don't know, like a, almost a veil. I can, I can see it. Yeah. Like the, because, uh... It, well, because here's the thing. If he's a tenured professor who suddenly fell off the face of the earth, there are people who know him. Yeah. So, like, there is a concerted effort to cover his face. Yeah. I can so, see it. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not opposed to a full... Almost a head covering. I'm trying to remember the word. There's, because there's hijab, which is the headscarf, and mm-hmm. then there's the, the fold face. I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's. I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about. I mean, it's about. the modesty veil. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Like full from like eyebrows to bridge of nose. Yes, like everything. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, but like with more flair and cuteness. I guess would be the best way. Not cuteness. Mm. A little more. I, I mean, the elegance. When you first said veiled, that's what I, I like. I fully got. Like, because I could. I almost saw him doing, like, almost like the classic ranger, like, cloak. Where oh. not, not like down to his knees, but like something that he could wrap all the way around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, almost like, reminiscent of a robe. Like yes. a classic magic user's robe. No. So. I don't know how well you remember Lord of the Rings, but I'm thinking of 
like the cloaks that every, all the hobbits get with like the the leaf clip that like tucks up here and it's like they it covers their bags and it comes to like their hips mm. and it's like it's big like that but like it doesn't get like when arms come out it's now pretty much pulled to the back and mm-hmm. like the hood could go back like a like a hoodie does yeah but i imagine it's hood up and when you said veil i imagine like literal veil yeah yeah yeah. like just like full face obscuration yes yes exactly it's gonna bother me i can't remember the name of it we'll get there we'll get there because it's 10 o'clock oh shit okay yeah you need to go to bed yeah i know so but i but it's almost like classic fantasy ranger motif with the magical flares. Yes. The the yeah, you you lean into the sort of the fey gimmick, but the the full body covering but kind of, you know, pretty. Yes. All right. Okay, so his name is Cesar Iron Emiliano. <laughs> so he was a tenured professor at a I'm going to say local university that had a family member have their lives irreversibly damaged by the big bad that drove them to first start searching for what they can do before Thimble came to them first uh, came to them to recruit them yeah and i imagine they are they might not have been the first but like a very early member mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. hence that trust bond between them there is a, a, a almost familial type of bond between him and Thimble by yes. virtue of their, I mean, shared goal, shared grief, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. He is a level eight warlock. He is. He was an Archfey warlock before the incident. Yes. And so. He was a low level warlock before and then has subsequently become a high level warlock. Searching for more power in order to reach their goal yeah okay yeah he's the portrayal we've built of him is sort of a a man who gets things done a man who puts his everything into his goal and can be trusted to finish it yeah and i again that's i think why i imagine him kind of dry Mm -hmm. but not humorless dry in that here for the job i'm good at these things let's get this job done yeah all right so okay, it's cool. late for us, so we need to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. Well, I, I got on a tangent a few times. Is it a burka? Oh, my God. Sorry. Okay. So check us out on social media, please. Let us know what you think. You can message us directly on Twitter, or you can just post on, on the page in general. Uh, the Twitter is at LivesOnPaper. And wrapping this up one more time, this is Jordan. This is Megan. Yes, it's a burka. And thank you for listening to Lives on Paper. <laughs>